The World Cup, on off the ball, covering the good, the bad and, well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net. Welcome to our Football Tipping Podcast. Mark your card here on Off the Ball. I'm John Duggan and Mark your card football is all in association with Betway. Get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts and super boosts on the World Cup and more. 18 plus T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. To talk about the FIFA World Cup so far and look ahead to the weekend games, we are delighted to be joined by the Cove Ramblers boss, Shane Keegan. Shane, how's the form? Not too bad at all. It's JD yourself. Yeah, good. Enjoying the World Cup on the pitch at the moment, Shane. And what have you made of it so far? Let's talk about the good performances first. I suppose England made the best possible start against Iran. They played the USA Friday night. If they maybe use attack as the best form of defence, is that the correct route for them to go all the way? That's definitely it, John. Obviously, myself and Vinny were on chatting with you on the Sunday leading into it, and we were kind of all bemoaning the fact that, well, did Gareth Southgate actually know how to how to get the most from the attacking talent he had? And we were we were hard on him in that respect. And to be fair to him, um, he responded. He he did switch to a back four, which gave him an an extra attacking player. Um, and they really, really played some very, very good football. And the other thing he did, John, not alone did it give him the extra attacking player, but he made the changes um, and kept it fresh. And, and the impact the substitutes had was amazing, really, as well, wasn't it? They almost all contributed in in some way, shape or form. So they've looked at an embarrassment of riches going forward. And, and, and so long as Garrett can stay in a positive mindset and continue to try and play on the front foot, I still have my suspicions that come the bigger teams he may revert to type and become a bit more more defensive or practical or whatever way you want to call it but uh, no very very good the other night in fairness to them It's good that they meet the USA in a way Shane because the USA bring energy and drive and maybe England could face that now at a good time yeah, look, you do have to, obviously, you have to caveat the performance the other night based on on the opposition. Um, now, that said, it's easy to say it after the fact that, you know, Iran looked poor in the night. I think going into the game, most people, you know, any bit of reading I'd done, any bit of a look I'd had at Iran, they did look reasonably defensively solid heading into the World Cup, but it obviously wasn't the case the other night. But I do think the States will be a, a tougher test for them this weekend. Um, that said, you'd, you'd have to still fancy them to come through it really at the moment because, as I said, there's an embarrassment riches and and lads are really really playing for their place the only thing obviously the only little little stumbling block so far has been the, the question marks over over Harry Kane's fitness yeah they say it's fit to start against the states that ankle problem against Iran now France made a very comfortable beginning a 4-1 win over Australia I think if they're to retain the trophy Shane Killian Mbappe will be a big part of it Jeez, he was brilliant to watch John Wasney. He's uh, yeah. uh, he's electric. He's electric. It's it's it, it's hard not to have a a smile on your face looking at him. The way ugh, I just feel so sorry for a defender. Like the way he just stands you up, and the next thing he's gone, and and you're all you're seeing is his heels. He's he's just a joy to watch. He really is a fantastic player. Um, but the one I suppose, look, we 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 got what we knew we were going to get. I suppose with Mbappe, there's very little question marks. We all knew we had that. Big question mark was was how were they go, were they going to deal with the absences? Um, and I thought their midfield was was excellent. Tuchmendi had a great game, and Rabiot, Rabiot really was the one who who caught the eye for a fella who you know the, the nation over there seems to be split about him whether he he should have been in the team or not in the team. He had a really really good game, and then uh, 
step forward Olivier Giroud you know <laughs> it's amazing a guy who we we probably haven't thought about a whole lot since since his last international exploits and comes out of nowhere again two great goals an all-round excellent performance and you know a guy who who probably expected to be kicking his heels for most of the tournament could certainly be a lot of people's fancy maybe for top goal scorer at the World Cup now be amazing, wouldn't it, Shane? Because he didn't score in Russia. He's 36 of age. Uh, he's now equaled uh, Thierry Henry's tally of 51 goals in the French jersey and very much a team player for France. Um, Spain, they passed Costa Rica to death. I was looking at the stats there, Shane, 82% possession yeah. over 1,000 passes, like a 7-0 win. If, if teams are going to work out to how to overcome Spain, what's the best way? Because at the moment, off the basis of that, they look irresistible. But then again, it could be a false win. Yeah, yeah, and and it was amazing, John, how tactically naive uh, Costa Rica were. Like they absolutely played into their hands. I, I just couldn't believe that they essentially left almost two midfielders isolated in the middle of the field. Um, but even taking that into account, look, they were wonderful to watch, John. I think it was a look back, twenty six passes in the lead up to the second goal. It was mesmerizing football. Take them left, take them right, go forward, come back, and that midfield three, like how a nation can produce Xavi and Iniesta and then a generation later essentially produce Xavi and Iniesta all over again is just <laughs> is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, how do you combat them? Oh, I don't know. I suppose it depends what you've got in your armour. Um, you've got to have a look and decide, well, which is the way to go here? Is it low block, get absolutely everybody behind the ball and try and hit them on the counter-attack? Or do you have the athleticism to allow yourself to go and press them high up the field. By God, John, if you're going to go and press them high up the field, you'd want to know what every person's job is and they'd want to be, you know, absolute titans when it comes to energy levels to get up and after them because if you try and press them and it goes wrong, they'll just play through you so easily. Busquets, the one man who probably spanned both of those generations, I mean, he looked... He looked absolutely kicking back with the cigar out, really, in, in, in that first performance. Uh, you're talking about tactics there and Herve Renard had Argentina's number in that shot win for Saudi Arabia the other day. Are Argentina up against it now in your view? They were strongly fancy before the tournament but they got ground to make up. Yeah, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be writing them off on the back of that, John. Look, Saudi Arabia were excellent in a way they deserved the result. Um, I mean, a couple of their defenders had, I think what, what they were saying on commentary was, was Paul McGrath v. Italy-like performances in how heroic the defending was at times. Um, there was a large element of luck to them getting that result. If you look at a lot of the numbers on the back of that game, Argentina came out on top in, in, in still came out on top, even though they weren't at their best in almost all the facets. Um, so there was a large chunk of, of, of luck in there. I, I certainly wouldn't be writing off Argentina. I actually read a piece there recently about how the last time around in the World Cup, the amount of second round games where the results kind of contradicted the first round games. Um, and I think we could see a bit of that over the weekend coming up. I think we could see a little bit of that and I would expect Argentina to bounce back very strongly. I, I Look, it was a brilliant result for Saudi Arabia, but I, I think I wouldn't be writing off Argentina yet. Would you be writing off Germany? They're scrambling now after the 2-1 defeat to Japan, Shane, and they have to get a result against Spain on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think Germany's problem is that they're going to be chasing now. Um, look, I think they'll have to improve. I think they are capable of improving. I would, I would probably back them not to be beaten on Sunday night. But the problem is for them, if, if Japan go and beat Costa Rica, which I would imagine they're well capable of doing, um, all of a sudden they're heading into that last round of games with their their, their faith potentially out of their own hands. And, you know, they, they could be 
they, you know, they might not be able to do enough. Now, I, I would say four points is probably the maximum they're going to be able to achieve. And, and if Spain and Japan stay kicking on, that, that could see them be knocked out, John. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Which of the other teams have surprised you or disappointed you so far, Shane? Yeah, I was probably I was probably disappointed with you know we we spoke on on the show about potential underdogs and and teams that could could spring shocks maybe and I said the two European sides I expected Croatia and and Denmark um, both to be quite decent I didn't think either of them showed a whole lot um, look we knew they were maybe going to have trouble in the final third of the field and that was that was very very much the case to be honest with you I don't think either of those were were particularly impressed. Um, yeah, they were they were probably the two that that underwhelmed the most. Look, in terms of who impressed the most, you know, it is a toss up between the teams that pulled off the the big surprises. I think I think Japan probably deserved their one a little bit more than Saudi Arabia deserved theirs. So they're probably the team. Although even that said, they could have been dead and buried by half time, but their second half performance was was outstanding. It really was so high. I mean, we're talking about energy, so high energy, so and such a togetherness about them. I thought they were really you watched them with a smile on your face, you know. Any predictions, anything you like this weekend when you look at the matches? Yeah, like I say, I think a couple of the I think a couple of the results could go against what we saw the first time round. Um <laughs> I've just said that Denmark, you know, they didn't catch the eye particularly in the first round game yet. I think France is a whole different kind of game for them. And I think that's the game they want. I think Denmark like being the team that can, you know, allow the opposition to have the ball and, and sit off and try and pick you off. Like we have to remember, John, despite the fact that France obviously on 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 the back of their performance the other day and their general kind of standing in world football, they're heavy favourites in this game against Denmark. Denmark beat them in both games in the Nations League, beat them home and away. Um, so I, I can't see, I, I, I think Denmark will get something from that game. So probably draw no bet maybe um, in that one for, for Denmark against France, I think could be a, a decent one. Value elsewhere, again, I'd maybe say, would you go Would you go as far as draw no bet on, on Ecuador against Netherlands? Um, yeah. I, thought, I know Ecuador took the foot off the gas in the second half, but they looked very, very good in the opening half. I know Qatar were awful, but but they did look very, very good in the in the opening half. And Netherlands really, really didn't. I thought they were way, way off the pace. Now, whether they can get the pie on the pitch from the start, I'm not sure. But I would fancy both Ecuador and, and, and Denmark to, uh, to possibly get something from both games. Yeah, so the draw with the Denmark-France game is 5-2. to two. Denmark to win 3-1. to one. And again, the draw for the Netherlands, Ecuador 5-2. to two, And Ecuador to win 100-30, to 30, Shane. Um, that way, you're providing a 50-year-old charity bet, as always, this week. We're going to have a punt, folks. Keep the stakes small for the greatest show on earth. Uh, don't lose your shirt. Uh, Harvey Reynard won't have a spare shirt for you because he wears the same shirt, apparently, all the time. And he does wash it, obviously, on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> this one we're going to go for, Shane. Robert Lewandowski, obviously, he'd be disappointed to miss that penalty against Mexico. But he's never scored in the World Cup. I just think that Saudi Arabia is ripe for Robert Lewandowski to score any time on Saturday. So I'm going to put 20 euro in that at 10 to 11. And then three 10-euro win bets. Ecuador, I, I I actually think at 130 are good value to be the Dutch on Friday. Morocco against Belgium on Sunday at 14 to 5 for a tenner. And Spain to knock Germany out of the World Cup with the iron hot at 13 to 10 at odds against. I'm going to go for Spain for a tenner. So Spain, Morocco and Ecuador all to win. All single bets. Not, don't believe in the double chain. And Lewandowski to break his duck against the Saudis. What do you think? 
But yeah, I definitely like the sound of the Lewandowski one. I brought down all my predicted results here and I, I do have Poland down to beat uh, to beat Saudi Arabia. And look, if they're going to do that, he's obviously the, the go-to man. He'll be he'll be devastated to have missed that penalty the other day, but he's he's a world-class finisher and he, I think he'll bounce back. I really, I think he could have a he could have a few pound returning to you on the back of that one, John. I like that one. Thanks, Shane. Remember, folks, market card football is all in association with that way. Get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts and super boosts on the World Cup and more. 18 plus T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. Shane, are you noticing anything else? Like a lot of stoppage time in the games. Is the heat a factor, do you think? Players, um, obviously mid-season. Anything that you're picking up uh, from the week you've seen so far? Yeah, I'll tell you, to be honest with you, John, with, with my Cove Ramblers hat on, I'm really intrigued yeah. as to whether that is going to be, the, the stoppage time rule is going to be something that's going to apply consistently at all levels of football from now on, because it, it is something I have often kind of harped on about, that if if you were to include the supposed 30 seconds that's supposed to be for each substitution break, the 60 seconds that's supposed to be allowed for, for celebrations after a goal, I mean, the amount of injury time that's normally added on in a normal game just doesn't make sense. It contravenes all their own rules. So it might look absolutely crazy now, but it's actually going to change football, John. If, if, if games are now gone to 100 to 105 minutes rather than 90, how we prepare our teams and how we train our teams and the physical demands for our teams is, is going, to have a, it's going to have a serious knock-on effect in those areas. Absolutely, Shane. Enjoy the weekend's World Cup games. We'll chat soon. Cheers, JD. Talk to you. We're back tomorrow, folks, for a new episode of Market Card to preview this weekend's horse racing action. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net.